0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Creative Conversations with Dionne White. This is Dionne White, and I am your host. I am thrilled that you have uh, chosen to join me today to talk more about art, the process, and the purpose behind it. Uh, Last week, we started our series on finding your creative voice um, and a little bit about our identity as artists, and that's what we're going to be talking about this week is the artist identity and what shapes us. But just to recap for a little bit about finding our creative voice, uh, I hope you got a chance to listen to that. That was the first one in this series of three. Um, And I actually might even extend that, but this is a creative voice uh, series, so we will probably just do three and I'll add another one that will be complimentary to this about our artist statements and writing about our art um, down the road. And so that's going to be really important as well. But just to recap from last week, we talked a little bit about, you know, finding the common thread in our work. Um, giving yourself permission to play and discover because no trail is discovered by sitting and observing from the park bench and um, also just finding inspiration. What inspires you and the things you love and realizing that it's okay just to create, even sometimes just freely without a purpose when you go to your canvas or your table, um, just for the purpose of connecting with our creator and creating. Um, so that was a little bit of what we talked about last week on finding our creative voice. And next week, we're going to be talking about batching our art. I'm going to teach you about, uh, what that means to batch our art, how that can help define and refine our creative voice and build our skill um, and our giftings, and also how that can produce inventory, y'all, which is really important as well. We have to have inventory and what it might look like to build a body of work. And batching your art can, can really be a great way to do that. I know it has been successful for me. I've learned something every time I batch a series or collection of art. So... Uh, without any further ado let's just go ahead and get started today we're going to talk about artist identity what shapes us as people and artists technically because there really is no separation uh, it is who we are and that comes out in our art and then i'm going to touch on an art the artist statement because this is a really really important and critical thing that i believe we need to do to keep us on the track on the right track of our purpose as artists So that question that we had last week about like, well, what kind of artist are you? You know, that paralyzing question. And I shared with you even some of my own fears. And it's really an important question, because it's about finding out who we are technically. We feel that pressure rise, you know, from other people when they ask it. And you feel this, I have to have the perfect answer. I have to have um, something of that caliber of that person or that person who has a a MFA, you know, a master of fine art degree or something to that effect. And honestly, I just want to relinquish you from that pressure today. This is a journey and it's your journey. And so however you walk it, as long as you're being true to yourself and to your beliefs, then that is the important thing. Um, in, in the whole process. So, you know, art's not our identity, but our creative voice does kind of display our identity of who we are and what we believe. And so today I want to talk to you about what shapes us as artists. I believe it kind of comes down to six things. Really, um, you know, these are all really overlapping, they kind of feed each other. But the first thing I want to talk to you about today is our belief. So that's number one: our belief. What is your belief? Do you have um, a particular belief about art, a particular belief about yourself, a particular belief about the world, about religion, and those things. Our belief is the core of everything that what we do. It feeds everything else that we do, what we believe at our core, and even about God of who He is, our creator. Ourselves and life is the very first thing that shapes us as people and artists because what we will believe is in our heart and that comes out in our art. So that's number one. It's so important to know what you believe because that's the foundation, that's the starting point for everything. We can't go really anywhere without belief. Well, we could, but what I like to say is that, you know, those who are wandering without their foundational beliefs in place, they're wandering and wondering, who are they? And I know I went through a season of that. I was like, God, who am I? You know, why am I even here? What's my purpose? And so your belief system is the core of everything else that you do in life and in your art. Okay. Number two, is your perspective. If I'm speaking to visual artists today, this is really important because we have to learn to have eyes to see. But before we talk about that, we just wanna ask ourselves, how do we see things? You know, is the glass half full? Is it half empty? Or is there no glass at all? And that stems from our belief, actually. (laughs) So the glass half full is really where we uh, want you to be at least but I would love to see you believing that the glass is overflowing, that it's overflowing with possibilities an abundance of giftings an abundance of uh, visual sight and insight. And uh, just believe that there are good things on the horizon and what you have in you, you're pouring out. And so that is my hope today is that your perspective of how you see things is that you will get to the place where you are seeing a glass that's overflowing constantly overflowing, instead of being that empty glass or that no glass at all and not having any hope or any vision, we need to be that glass that's just not just even full but overflowing as artists because we are visual messengers. And I'm speaking to kingdom artists today, the kingdom of God artists. We are kingdom artists and visual messengers to the world from the heart of God. And that is so important. If you are a kingdom artist for the Lord, that is one of the key things you need to remember. You are a visual messenger. You're a visual messenger. You know, he has angels and they are his verbal messengers. They are his spirit messengers. Well, guess what? We get to be a part of that big plan as artists in the kingdom with a purpose um, and a responsibility to deliver a message. How awesome is that (laughs) y'all how awesome is that to have a job to deliver the message from the most high god from the heart of the father the creator himself and so i just want you to think about that today as you evaluate and examine your perspective how do i see things am i a pessimistic person am i an optimistic person and am i an overflowing person and i'm pouring out of everything that's been poured into me It's so important to see things on a broader scale and not be so narrowly sighted that you can't see what's going on around you to be able to speak to those things around you. This is something that I have learned over time to embrace but also grow in. Um, We can put our minds in a box We can put our minds and our beliefs in a box, and anything that comes tapping on that box, we say, No, you can't come in. No, you can't come in. Well, there is truth and wisdom to that. But the point is that we need to open the flaps of that box, blow off the top of that box, (laughs) and look around and see what the world needs because they need you as an artist. So I want you to think about your perspective today. How are you seeing things? How do you see God? How do you connect to him? What's your perspective on that? Like, what is the way that you connect to him? Is there a, a is there a really refined and narrow way that you think you can only connect to him? Well, I'm here to tell you that he connects to us in so many ways, and he wants you to broaden your perspective and horizons on him and everything around him that he has created. And that includes the people, the problems of the world, He is the answer. He is the solution. And so when we connect to Him and we have the infilling of His presence with us, we can pour that out into our art. And so I'm just excited today to just release you to see wider, deeper, higher, bigger. I just release you to see wider, deeper, bigger, and higher in Jesus' name. I bless you with that bigger perspective uh, from like an eagle's eye up above on a high cliff so that you can take a message to the nations with your work. Okay, that was really awesome. (laughs) I got blessed by that, (laughs) y'all. So number two, I mean, I'm sorry, that was number two. Number three is experience. What we experience in our life absolutely shapes us, but it does not define us, okay? I want to I want to say that again. What we experience in life definitely shapes us, but it does not define us. What does it say uh, in the Bible? It says um how you know we're to persevere in doing things, we're to persevere in doing things because perseverance builds character. Oh boy, how many of us can say we still need a little bit of a building of a character in us? I know I do. I need greater character of Christ within me because we are still becoming like him. And that is the character building. And God has called us to a race to persevere. And this even applies to our art. There's always something new. There is always a now and fresh word. There is always a new concern of his heart. There is always a new message that needs to go forth. And so as we experience life, it's so important to understand that those things can shape you good or they can shape you bad. They can have a negative effect or a positive effect. They can be toxic or they can be nurturing and nourishing. So I want you to understand that, especially if you have some type of a traumatic or horrific past that possibly was even out of your control, that you have the ability to choose how that shapes you and how you use that for the goodness of the world and the glory of God. And so today, when, when you think about your experiences in life, Maybe you've had a great life. Maybe you've had a great life and, and you've only had good experiences. You've had good teachers. You've had good relationships. Um, you have, you've had good churches and pastors. Um, you've had good work um, experiences and environments. And that's awesome. Well, what you need to do is see how that experience has shaped you and how you think and how you believe and are you using it to the fullest benefit for the goodness of the world and the glory of God. So your experience, just remember you have a choice of how you choose to let that experience shape you as an artist because what we are shaped in will come out in our art. I can't say that enough. What we focus on comes out in our art. What we behold, we become, and that comes out in our art. Okay? Number four, our mindset. Oh boy, this is a biggie for me <laughs> because God has delivered me from so many different mindsets over the years. Um, I don't even really know, honestly, how far I want to go into this, but I'm just going to kind of keep it simple to art. But it's so important of what we think about um, outside of our belief system. Our, pers- our uh, mindset has to do with our thought life, okay? Okay. I'm um, very passionate about this, about our minds being renewed daily in the goodness of God and the things of his uh, word and uh, what's on his heart. As we renew our minds, we change and there is no there's no stopping of renewal we're continually being renewed. So whatever you think about and however your mind is set is what is actually shaping your brain. Last week, I think I touched on, uh, you know, like a little bit of neuroplasticity. Oh, actually, no, that was a couple weeks ago. We talked about the power of small art um, and the therapeutic process. Um, And this, you know, God created us so intricately, uh, so amazing, fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm telling you, um, our minds, our brains, our bodies, our spirits, our hearts, everything, they work together. And this is why our mindset is so important. What is your mindset about yourself? That's the, one of the first things you need to ask yourself. Are you a prince or a pauper? You know, are you an orphan? Are you in an abundant family? Our mindset is a springboard to teaching, you know, our brain what to think and how, then how we act. And this is really important in our art. And I see this in some people's art where I know that they're lacking in a abundant mindset. I know they're lacking in an abundant mindset because I can see it in their work. Uh, The depth isn't there. The meaning isn't there. The richness isn't there. There's a void, you know, in their work. And you can, because you guys, art speaks visually, right? We talked about that, how it evokes an emotional sense in us. So if I'm getting a sense of lack from somebody's art, you know, unless they are intentionally painting that, for a purpose of a collection or series or charity or fund or something they're doing, and they're bringing focus to a particular area, then you know, then that's understandable. But if this is their art, their art, and it's their creations, and it's lacking and void of uh, like void of abundance, of life, of peace, of joy, of those things of wholeness in life that God desires. Uh, us to have, and for what Jesus died for, then I'm telling you today, your mindset needs to be checked because God wants to fill that. He doesn't want it to be void. If we are messengers for Him, He wants our art to speak of Him, and in Him there is no lack. So our mindsets, you know, it's how we think. This crosses over into our experiences because what goes into our soul It experience is if the experience affects our brain and creates these patterns and our emotions come out of our soul, which comes out in our art. So I hope that you're getting this today because this is really some key and important things for you as a person and you as an artist. It can help fuel your art journey and your creation process. So number five is love. Yes, love. Love. What do we love? What are we setting our affections on? What are we passionate about? Because these things shape us. It goes over. It crosses crosses over into every other one of belief, perspective, experience, mindset. Love, it covers all. It crosses all the boundaries of everything. But what we love is where we set our affections usually. I used to hear a pastor say, show me your checkbook and I will tell you what you love. (laughs) So for some of you that might be um, blessing your kids and, and just spoiling them or shopping a lot. Um, It might be eating a lot. It might be um, art supplies, which I'm guilty of that. (laughs) So, you know, there's Michael's and Hobby Lobby and Dick Blick and other sources of art supplies where I've, I've bought stuff and, Um, you could see that that is really where I have a love and a passion and it's for the purpose of creating art. But I've looked back over the years at my checkbook and we're going to say, this is our checkbook of our heart. Okay. The checkbook of our heart. And, uh, I was spending way too much currency on things in life that were not filling me, that were not, uh, fulfilling me that were not really serving a purpose. They were even possibly sabotaging me. And the other thing is, is that um, they were temporary. They were temporary. And so what we love, what we set our affection on, what we set our mindset on, what we experience, what our perspective is and what our core belief is, this is all shaping us as people and artists. So think about what is it that you love? Where is your heart and your affection set today? And number six is purpose. This would go over into like your why, like. Do you know why you're an artist? Do you even know that you're an artist? Maybe you're listening to this today and you don't even know that you're an artist, but you, you love creative things and you, you like to do creative things and um, they make you come alive and you feel fulfilled when you create something. Maybe you don't even really know that you're an artist and that you have a purpose behind your giftings and your, your loves of life and your passions. So what's our purpose it crosses over into our why what are what do we feel we're called to bring change for for the greater good of the world because remember we want to be people who add things to life add things to people's life rather than subtracting them from life so overall we have to know our why even in our purpose so those who wander in life without purpose they they wonder what they're here for like I said earlier And they wander, they wander from place to place without vision, without hope. And, um, you know, I like to say that vision births hope. And that's why I want my art to be a vision of hope. I want it to just speak to somebody's soul and awaken it in a way that it says, I feel that it awakens me. I see life. I feel peace. I feel joy. I feel abundance. I feel healing. And so vision births hope. In one of the chapters of my book that I'm writing, The Art of Freedom, which will be out in March of 2020, um, one of the chapters is about vision, the art of vision, because vision was so important to me on my journey um, to healing, my journey to finding freedom and understanding what that fullness of that meant in Christ. Vision was so important to me. Vision gave me hope. I will tell you this, that I would have um, little images or scenes cross my mind um, and they weren't present time. They weren't now because I was in a definitely a different place. I was in a dark place. I was in a, a sad place. I, I, I was so bound, y'all, in my mind and in my body. I was a prisoner in my own body, basically, and in my own mind. But God would give me these visions of me well healthy, healed, and whole, full of life, full of joy. And I would grab hold of those and I would write them down. I would write my vision down and I would hold on to them for hope. And when I would fall away a little bit from the hope, the anchor would, I'd let the anchor out a little too far. He'd reel me back in and he would remind me of that vision and say, don't forget Don't forget, this is my plan for you. This is what I want you to to look forward to. And so I just want to just speak uh, vision into you today. I want to speak vision into you today that brings hope. Because with a a heart (laughs) gets sick, right? It says that um, hope deferred makes a heart grow sick. And we don't want anyone in this world to be without hope. And who is hope? Hope is Jesus Christ. And so your purpose crosses over into your vision and the hope that you will bring or the hope that you'll have on your journey. That is like uh, something that's so important to me is to, to remain and have vision. Actually, the Lord says people perish or cast off restraint for lack of vision. And so, your purpose is going to come from gathering vision which will birth the hope in you to be able to pursue on that path uh, in your art career and as a person to bring and add to others' lives in the good of the world so overall, we become what we behold we become what we set our hearts' affection on we become what we think in our mind we become what we experience and we can choose how that experience shapes us. We become what we believe even. So as we grow as artists and see our art evolve, we need to begin to put these things into words, okay? And I'm gonna talk a little bit about an artist statement. And then another session, we'll talk more about it and how to write about our art. So once we begin to connect the dots, you know, with our creative voice that it's evolving in our identity as it's surfacing and you're seeing these things, ask ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you um, show you your strengths. show you your weaknesses, show you things about yourself that you may not be seeing because we sometimes there is a veil over our mind and our soul and we can't see with the eyes of our heart. So ask him to lift that veil and reveal to you your purpose Um, as an artist, reveal to you um, your identity in him as a person and as an artist today. So we need to identify these things, we need to describe them, and we need to write our artist statement. Now, there is some controversy around this. Some people don't think it's necessary, but it has been one of the most important things I've done in my art journey. So. What exactly is an artist statement? We're just going to go over it briefly today. I'm not going to do a long teaching on it. I'll do that at another time. But this will kind of help you get your wheels um, turning. And I'll give you a resource that you can grab yourself and read. It's an awesome book about a woman who writes about how to write about your art and how to um, identify some things for the artist statement. And I'm going to share just a couple of things from that book today. And it's called art-write, W-R-I-T-E. It's a writing guide for visual artists by Vicky Cron Amaros, and I'll put those in the notes so you'll know in the resource of where to get it. So what exactly is an artist statement and why is it important? Well, an artist statement is an artist's written description of their work. Uh, The brief verbal representation is for and in support of their own work to give the viewer understanding. So think of it as a bridge. I like to look at my art as a bridge, But sometimes, you know, we need to explain things to people. (laughs) We don't want to tell them what to see and think with our art, but we need to explain some things to people sometimes because not everybody are creative artists. All right. And they don't visually see like us or hear like us. All right. So think of it as a bridge to the viewer or the collector to both you and your art. You're kind of letting them into your heart a little bit, into your mind a little bit, and you're describing your art in that way. So this was one of the most important things, like I said, that I ever did in my art journey. When I would lose focus and get off track a little bit and I would feel just kind of anxiety rise about like, I don't even know what I'm doing. What am I doing? What, what am I supposed to paint next? You know, and that kind of thing, those questions that arise in that place you kind of get in the clutter of life. I'm telling you, by writing an artist statement, it will help pull you out of the clutter and it will help put you back on track. So I would get off track and I would feel the nudge to read my artist statement. And immediately I would feel an alignment happen in my heart and my mind. It was like my purpose was engaged again. Uh, My why came to the surface again. And that vision and that hope came to the surface again. So it was like I reminded myself of why I was even walking out this creative calling at all. It is so important to write it. Keep it accessible and read it often, okay? So when we write an artist statement, it becomes what I would call a plumb line for our purpose and path as an artist. It keeps us centered in our purpose and our why. It keeps us focused on, you know, your path of your your purpose. And it can change the artist statement can change, but it shouldn't change much because we're always exploring and doing new things. And, you know, my art has evolved over time. I, I used to be in just two mediums, acrylic and watercolor. I've expanded into ink and then I've expanded into to mixed media and decoupage found objects, you know, and so these things are part of the, um, evolution of your art journey of your art, cre- art your creations. And so, um, and usually, your purpose becomes even bigger over time. Your why becomes even, you know, broader. Um, or maybe I shouldn't say broader. I think the better, it just becomes richer. It becomes richer in meaning. So that's one of the reasons why it's really important to write your artist statement and to know these things. Okay, so I just want to release you right now from feeling anxiety about knowing your creative voice about. Knowing your identity as an artist and about writing your artist statement. These all take time. They don't ha- happen overnight. Um, it's kind of like you got to write a rough draft, gather the information, write the rough draft, rewrite it kind of thing. This is this is the process of life, you guys. Right. We don't become overnight. And so just release yourself from that feeling like you've got to know now and you got to know overnight and it has to happen overnight because it won't. But that's the beauty of the process. That's the gift of the process, that we get to find out more about him, more about his message to our heart, more about um, and our art and ourselves, and then how we can beautifully wrap that up like a bouquet to give to the world with a fragrance. Okay, so it it should and it, it shouldn't change much, but it can change. So what I like to do is go back once a year and reread my artist statement with the hopes that I don't have to change it. But it might change so because our work can change, but our purpose and our message should always remain really the same and true to us unless God has added to it, unless he's adding to it and moving out your tent pegs, right? Unless he's um, enlarging your territory, then he's adding to it. But it really shouldn't change much at the core belief of it. I'm just going to give you five elements that Go into writing an artist statement that can just get your wheels turning and we'll go into this, like I said, in another podcast in more detail and I can help you write an artist statement. Um, I actually offer services to do that. I've done that for several people um, and I'll give you the link to how you can contact me if you want help with that. All right. So number one, the elements that should be included in your artist statement are as follows. Your medium. Okay. Okay what type of artist are you? We try to define that with our creative voice. So you could say I'm a water media artist, I'm an oil painter, I'm a watercolor artist, I'm a writer, I'm a dancer, a contemporary dancer, um, I'm a musician, you know, um, whatever. You need to define what your medium is of how you convey your message. So that's number one, your medium. Number two, your style. So are you traditional, representational? Are you contemporary? Are you abstract? Um, Sometimes this is really good, especially if you're giving your artist statement to a published work or a press release and say there's no images of your work. Okay, if there's no images of your work, we need to help describe it a little bit in an artist statement. So for me, I'm a contemporary inspirational painter. So it means that my work isn't really completely traditional, but it's representational in style because I use elements of nature with inspiration of the gospel behind it and the message of the heart of God behind it, um, of connecting people to nature and creation and their creator. And so, um, so my flowers at times may look somewhat realistic, but they might be representational in style sometimes they may look very abstract. A lot of my uh, watercolor flowers are extremely abstract. And so this is a, f- a form of contemporary painting. Um, you're not a, I'm not a realistic painter or a hyper-realistic painter, if that makes sense to you. So maybe you're an impressionistic style or an abstract, like I said. So kind of just begin to search if you don't know, see what does your art look like, or do you know? But that should be included in your statement. All right, number three, interest and focus of subject matter. So mine basically says, you know, that I am interested in the, uh, in nature and the intricacies of nature, and um, I even include things of like coastal elements because the beach and water, those things are really important to me. They are a huge inspiration and um, just a filling of my soul, and I love for that to come out in my art. So maybe your subject matter is animals. You're a pet portrait artist or something like that. So think about what your subject matter is um, and kind of tie that into it or your interest or your interest. I know people who just don't even talk about the subject matter and they talk about their interest. Like my friend, Sergio Gomez and former art mentor, he, he talks about how he's interested in the cycles of life from death. To life to death again and it's a very deep spiritual uh, interest in meaning but um, his work is uh, just exquisite it's it's just phenomenal stuff and uh, so he just explains how it's the cycles of life that he's interested in and so you can explain that it's something of an interest or you can explain your subject matter so that's number three number four the message or feeling that you desire to convey this can be really simple or you can make it a little bit more complex. Whatever you do, remember who you're writing to. Remember who you're writing to because you want them to understand it. Okay? We can talk shop if you're an artist and you're listening to me today. We could talk shop all day long, right? But if we're not reaching the common person who we want to connect to, then it doesn't it doesn't do anything but sound like we're fluffing ourselves up and we're so deep that we're not Connectable, if that makes sense. I, I struggle with this because I am a very deep thinking and deep meditative person on things, but I want to be relatable. I want people to be able to relate to me and my work and my message. and so I struggle with this at times to not to go so deep. But um, you know, like I said, in my work and in my artist statement, which I'll direct you to my page and you can read it, it's basically the first couple paragraphs on the home page of my website. Um it it basically says I want to evoke a type of feeling of life abundant fullness of life is what I believe it says and I want people I want to evoke feelings of peace and joy you know and that kind of thing um so where do you want to take your people where what do you want them to receive from your artist statement or your work and where do you want to take people okay where do you what do you want them to receive and where do you want to take them so remember as we're writing our artist statement we're actually helping them visualize a little bit as well so don't forget that okay and number 5 this is just a technical thing it's usually 75 to 150 words um an artist bio starts to write in you know is anywhere between 150 to 300 words so it just depends on how much you want to say how detailed you want to be um And, you know, the more clear and concise and shorter, the better. Um, We don't want to get we don't want them to get lost in that. Right. So there's a solution to that, though. If you want to write a more longer, detailed version, you can do that because different venues call for different things. So like a a published press might call for um, a short statement. Um, A gallery exhibition might call for a longer statement. Um, which can be your art statement crossed over with your bio, which is really a cool thing to do. You can mix it a little bit. So you can have two or three versions, a short one, a medium, and a longer one, for the purposes of your artist' website, for social media and marketing materials, or for public gallery exhibits or press releases. So just remember that that um, I would write, You can write your long one and then I would narrow that down and narrow that down or write your small one and then uh, add to it and add to it depending upon what it's called for. But I would have a couple, at least two prepared for um, different venues or whatever you're going to be called for. Is this necessary as a professional artist? As a hobbyist, I would say no, it's not necessary. As a professional artist or one who desires to be a professional artist, I would say yes. This is extremely important because I don't want to say as sad as it is, but people want to know the authenticity of you. They want to know that you're legit, so to speak. Okay? So it gives you credibility too out there in the art world. All right. So remember who's reading it. And then the last thing. Do a a tune up, do a tune up. Oh, this isn't the last thing. It's the second to last, sorry. Do a tune up. So like I said, I check it yearly. So check your writing yearly to see if it is still in line with your heart and your art and just adjust it accordingly. I recently just had to adjust mine a little bit because mine has expanded right? My tent pegs have expanded. Some things have changed the way I wanted to say that changed. And so just adjust it accordingly and check it yearly to see if it still aligns with your heart and your art. And lastly, this is the last thing, get help. If you are stuck, if you don't have the gift of writing with words, um, that is not something that you'd like to do or that you can or necessarily you have a hard time doing, get help. There's people like myself and other people out there who help artists write their statement. They help them write their bios. They help them write um, for their their work, their pieces. They help them write for their books. If they do a visual book, they help them put uh, text and words to it. So get help. If you do not know what to write or can't identify these items, and ask for help from an art coach like myself or a mentor. Um, Hire someone to help you write it or to write it for you like myself. I'm telling you, you will be just relieved. And if anything, it's just a starting point. You know, I offer this writing service and I start at $100 for just an artist statement. So you can find out more about that on my website. It's under um, DionneWhiteArt.com and go to the tab that says Creative Consulting slash Writing services, and you'll see on there what I offer. Um, and I can do a seventy-five word one or a hundred and fifty word one. I'm not going to charge you any more or less. Either way, it's a hundred dollars for that service. Um, I write a rough draft up for you. I get you to um, approve that 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 those things that are yes, they agree with you, and um, then I. I even may refine it a little bit more, and then I deliver you a final copy, and I even give you a verbal copy. I give you a voice message of me reading it, so how it would sound if somebody was reading it um, and what we want to convey and how it's said. So get help. Don't be afraid to get help, and it can be just a great investment to help you springboard on your um, journey of purpose and your why as an artist with your artist statement. Okay, guys. Well, that's it for today. Listen, I just want to remind you, we are aiming for excellence and not perfection. So as I close uh, this podcast today, I just want to loose and break off of you any ideas of comparison or perfectionism um, or any fears of feeling inferior to other artists out there. And I just want to bless you with uh, validity and that you are qualified and that you are called and that you have a purpose. And so as you walk this out and begin to think and uh, talk to God about this, begin to write what comes to your mind about who you are, what makes your heart you know, tick, uh, where your affections are set. And, you know, begin to fashion a statement or at least even just your purpose and it'll help you. If you need help, please reach out to me through dionwhiteart.com. There's a contact page on there. You can reach me through email. Um, I, I usually get back to you within 24 hours and I would love to help you um just kickstart you and give you a springboard to go from because once even if somebody helps you write your first one then you can see how you can adjust it um over time uh, accordingly. So all right, next time on Dion White um creative conversations with Dion White, we're going to talk about batching your art next week, which that's going to be exciting and this is a great time to do it because the holidays are coming. And if you are looking to make a little extra cash or define your creative voice, this is a great way to do it. And then after that, we're going to go into writing about our art, overlapping the artist statement writing and the pitfalls to avoid um, and those things and resources that can help us write and just continue to walk this journey with excellence. So I just bless you all. have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me today on Creative Conversations with Dion White. And I cannot wait to hear your testimonies of how these podcasts are helping you. Thank you, everyone who is listening and those of you who message me. It blesses me so much that I'm encouraging you on your walk. And by you telling me how I'm an encouragement to you, it encourages me in return and gives me fuel to my fire to help me keep going and persevering, building my character on this walk of becoming. So I bless you today. Have a wonderful day and have a creative weekend. So everybody, I love you. Um, and we'll see you next time on creative conversations with Dion white. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today on creative conversations with Dion white. I really enjoy bringing you creative content of substance and value. It is my mission to help others persevere empowered on their journey. So you can listen to my podcast and subscribe on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox and Radio Public. Connect with me further on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Dion White Art or contact me and look at my art or purchase it at dionwhiteart.com. And don't forget about the Art of Freedom book that I have coming out in March of 2020. Go to theartoffreedombook.com to read more about that of restoring your heart, renewing your soul, and reviving your body. And you can secure your author signed copy um, at that site. So I appreciate your support. Everybody have a great day and stay creative.